Diderot was the son of a widely respected master cutler. He was tonsured in 1726, though he did not, in fact, enter the church, and was first educated by the Jesuits of Langres. From 1729 to 1732, he studied in Paris at the College de Harcourt, or at the Lise Louis Legrand, or possibly at both of these institutions, where he was awarded the degree of Master of Arts in the University of Paris on September 2, 1732. He then studied law as an articled clerk in the office of Clement de Ries, but was more interested in languages, literature, philosophy, and mathematics. In between 1734-44, little is known about Diderot. He had an early ambition to enter theater, but instead he taught for a living. During this time, he wasn't up to much philosophically, but he was working for publishers and writing sermons for 50 yukas each. At one time, he seems to have entertained the idea of taking up a religious career, but it is unlikely that he entered a seminary, yet his work testifies to having gone through a serious religious crisis, and he progressed relatively slow from Roman Catholicism to deism and then to atheism and philosophical materialism. He led a disordered and bohemian existence at this time, and it was made clear in his posthumous works titled Lenovo de Ramo, or Romeo's Nephew. During this time, he frequented the coffee houses, particularly the Regents and the Precoup, where he met many famous philosophers, such as John Jacques Rousseau in 1741, and established a friendship with him that lasted for 15 years until it was broken by a quarrel. In 1741, he also met Antoinette Champion, his future wife, and in 1743, he married her secretly because of his father's disapproval. The relationship was based on romantic love, but it wasn't a happy marriage because their interests were just not compatible. They managed to stay together for their mutual love for their daughter, Angelique, sole survivor of their three children, who was born in 1953. I mean, 1753, my bad, sir. In order to earn a living, Diderot undertook translation work and in 1745 published a free translation of the Inquiry Virtue by the third Earl of Shakespeare, whose fame and influence spread in France. He then worked on philosophical thoughts, an original work with new and explosive anti-Christian ideas. The proceeds of this publication and other works went straight to the demands of his mistress, Madeleine de Puso, with whom he broke up with a few years later. Also in 1745, the publisher André Le Breton approached Diderot with a view to bring out the French translation of Ephraim Chambers' Cyclopedia after two other translators had withdrawn from the project. Diderot took the task willingly with the distinguished mathematician John Longron de Lambert as co-editor, but soon found many challenges with the publication. In 1749, Diderot published The Letter Sur la Avugilis, an essay of blindness, remarkable for its proposal to teach the blind to read through the sense of touch along the lines that Louis Braille was to follow in the 19th century. This daring exposition of the doctrine of material atheism, it emphasized human dependence and led to Diderot's arrest and incarceration in the prison of Vincennes for three months. In 1755, he met Sophie Voland, with whom he formed a relationship that lasts more than 20 years. Their friendship was founded on their common interests and their sympathy of the deepening friendship.
Through Sophie, he met others such as Luis de Epiphany, F.M. Grimm, and Baron D. Holbach, Fernando Gianni, and other deistic writers and thinkers with whom he felt most at home. Through Rousseau, Diderot met Etienne Bonnet de Condillac, the philosopher, and for a time the three friends dined together at the Panther Fiori. He made four works of prose fiction, which were published posthumously. They are the novel La Religious, the novel Jacques La Falitas et Son Matre, and the supplement De Voyage de Bougainville. The completion of the Cyclopedia in 1772 left Diderot without a source of income, and to relieve him of his financial worry, Catherine the Great of Russia first brought his library through an agent in Paris, requesting him to keep all the books until she required them, and then appointed him librarian on an annual salary for the rest of his life. Diderot went to St. Petersburg in 1773 to thank her for her financial support and received great honor and warmth. He wrote for her a plan of a university for the government of Russia. He stayed five months, long enough to become disillusioned with enlightened despotism as a solution to social ills. In 1774, Diderot wrote Conversations with the Marekli and published in 1788 the essay of the reigns of Claudius and Nero. The work may be regarded as an apology for that Roman satirist and philosopher. Diderot's intimate circle was dwindling. Slowly, Diderot retired into the shell of his, of his life. The death of Sophie Volland in February 1784 was, caused him great grief. He only survived her by a few months, later dying of coronary thrombosis in the house in the Rue de Rochu that Catherine the Great had put at his disposal. His last words were, Le premier verse la fias ses liencer, which means the first step toward philosophy is incredulity. Through the intervention of his son-in-law, he was buried and consecrated at the ground at St. Rock in... July 31st, 1784.